You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God, for he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means.
Good evening. Welcome to Victor Christian Fellowship and our Wednesday night refreshing service. We're so glad that you're here. And if you're watching online, whenever you watch this, thanks for watching and share it with your friends. Father, we're so grateful and thankful for your power, which is made available to us in Christ Jesus. And Lord, your power is present in this place to do your will and to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. And Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise as we hook up with you by your Holy Spirit. We just magnify you, Jesus, because we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. All right, let's stand. We're going to sing to Jesus. He's the King of our hearts. Let a King of my heart
Goodness of God, I will see. 
let's celebrate the goodness of God. Our God is good. He's good unlike any other. Our God is good. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless your holy name. Praise your holy name. You are good, good, good. And you're good to us. We celebrate your goodness. We receive of your goodness. We possess your goodness. Hallelujah. Goodness and mercy are following us all the days of our lives. Lord, we love your goodness. You are good. Hallelujah. There is none like you, Lord. We bless your holy name. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah. I want you just to close your eyes. And I just want you to say, God, you're so good to me. And I just want you to think about how he's been good to you. He saved you. He called you to himself. He loves you with an everlasting love. He never criticizes you. But his love covers a multitude of sins. His love casts out fear from your life. God is good to you. Hallelujah. He chose you. He put his treasure in you. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being in our midst, Lord. There's no party like a Holy Ghost party. And Lord, we thank you that you speak to us. Oh, my children, I love you unconditionally. And I've given you every good and perfect gift. I haven't changed my mind about what I want you to have or what I want you to do. But I want you to embrace my word and follow through. Take what I've given you. It is yours. It is your right to have it. Just lay hold of it and make it yours. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Praise God. Uh, Dr. Fiona and uh, Miss Lisa, they took a trip to Oklahoma this week uh, to participate with uh, Kindle the Flame. That's uh, Pastor Lynette Hagen's uh, meeting and also to uh, see Nate and Gabriel. So <laughs> I don't know which one has, has greater, but uh, Nate was very surprised because he didn't know his mom was coming. And so that's a good thing. Amen. And just want to let you know of some things this Saturday for all the men that are available. Uh, we have our Barnabas group meeting, our breakfast of encouragement at 8.30 a.m. And uh, this will be our last Barnabas of this year, and we'll start again in January. So uh, if you can come out on Saturday at 8.30, uh, we'd love to have you. We have good food, good word, and good fellowship, and you'll be greatly encouraged. So uh, it'll be worth uh, the time that you come. Anybody can come, 8.30 right here 
on Saturday. Hallelujah. And then uh, just want to let you know about, um, you know, uh, coming up at the end of October, we normally have a men's conference, but I felt like our men needed to sow this time this year, and we're having a inheritance family conference. This is our first family conference that we've ever done, and uh, it's important because families need help, encouragement, and healing. You know, if there's been one group of people that have been attacked more, it's the family. Because without strong families, you won't have strong communities, and you won't have a strong nation. And the enemy knows that. But uh, this is an opportunity for us as a church to cast our net into the family fish pool. Because we want to catch families. So we're going to have activities for kids for teens and for adults all together. And this is a time where um, we need to ask ourselves, what can I do to reach a family? I need you to get the word out and to tell people that uh, this will be a great time for families to connect with uh, God. And this is a like an all-hands-on-deck moment. So I need people to serve and to help and to just be available to minister to families. Amen? Because we feed you well. And uh, we want to share what we've been feeding on with others. So it's important. One of the most powerful advertising tools is the word of mouth. So take, if you don't have any postcards, take some and just invite families to come. At the end of October, our special guest who's going to be with us is uh, Reverend John George. He's an evangelist. Uh, if you know Willie George, this is his brother. And uh, I don't know if anybody knows Willie George, but he was a pastor. He had a, uh, a television program called Gospel Bill uh, back in the 80s and 90s. And um, so uh, it's going to be a great time, and we're just going to see families. Amen? God's interested in the family. You know, God has more kids than anybody. He has the largest family in the universe, and he's very much interested in the families, because before there was ever a church or an organization or a government, there was a family, and uh, God wants to help, heal, and encourage families. So uh, take that and, and share that with families, and let's bring them in, amen? And then um, coming up... Uh, Dr. Fiona will be going to Guyana on October 9th, so that's that's a good thing. And then uh, we're going to be hosting a crusade in the country of Liberia uh, the week of Thanksgiving. I've never been gone <laughs> the week of Thanksgiving uh, in 21 years plus. But uh, this worked out actually for Gabriel's schedule because he's off school. Because he's actually, Gabriel's teaching a course now. He's teaching a third, a third year course at Rama. So... Um, but it's going to be Steve Hoffman, Gabriel, and I, and uh, we're going to be doing a victory crusade in the country of Liberia for the week of Thanksgiving, and we're going to be ministering to pastors and churches uh, in the morning, and then we're going to be doing uh, crusade-style services at night, and uh, it's going to be an exciting time. So we're going to touch another nation on another continent right here from Palmyra. And uh, you can uh, partner with us by praying and, and giving, and uh, we
We just need to raise about 6300 more dollars, and every, everything will be taken care of. So if the Lord lays it on your heart, that'd be great. Amen? But we know God's a provider, and uh, he does it. He does the heavy lifting. And uh, hallelujah. And I don't think, do we have any other kids for tonight? I don't think so. All right, so Josiah, you're going to be with us tonight, all right, man? Hallelujah. Oh, Heavenly Father, I just give you thanks and praise that you bless the givers and their gifts. And Lord, I thank you that as these people sow into your kingdom, Father, you receive it in heaven and you pour out a blessing on them so great that their rooms won't be able to contain it. And Lord, we just give you thanks and praise for your goodness in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, next week I'll have a list of uh, prayer points that you can pray for me for Liberia. And uh, I'll have that available. All right. Well, you ready for the word tonight? You ready for the move of the spirit tonight? You know, because where there's the word, there ought to be the moving of the spirit. Amen. And uh, because Paul said, I don't come with you with words of eloquence, but with the demonstration and the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I want you to turn to the book of John, chapter 6, and we're going to begin there. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He just added this during worship time. Not the message, but just these a couple points here. In John chapter 6, and... Uh, Verse 63, and what we're talking about tonight is we're continuing what we started last week about accessing the supernatural. You know, God has made the supernatural available to us. Jesus came to show us how to live a supernatural life. This is what God had always intended when he created man. Adam was to carry on the supernatural life, and he was to spread the garden throughout the whole earth. Uh, but he didn't do that. He, he failed to do that. So Jesus is known as the second Adam. So where Adam uh, fell, Jesus won, and uh, he overcame, and uh, he completed it all. Amen? He, he fulfilled. He crossed every T. He dotted every I, and he gave us the victory. Hallelujah. So he accomplished what we couldn't do, but he showed us how to do it because we could do it like he did it. He made it possible for us to follow his example. And in John 6, verse 63, the Bible says this, it is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. These are the two access points to the supernatural, the word and the spirit. And you will never find the word and the spirit in a disagreement. You'll never find them ununified. The, the word and the spirit are one, and they are in perfect harmony Perfect agreement, and these are the two access points that God has given us to access the supernatural. 
You know, every point of entrance has a doorway. It has a place where we can enter in and we can enter into the supernatural through the word and through the spirit. The word is a super, the Bible is a supernatural book. This is God breathed. This is in every word is inspired by God. It's God breathed. It comes from his heart. It came from his mind through the Holy Spirit and holy men wrote it down as they were instructed by the Holy Spirit. What This Bible today is God's word to you. It is from God's heart. This word that we have is the substance that created the world. This word is the bridge between the invisible and the visible. It's, it's, it, it brings things that we can't see to where we can see them. Amen? That's what the word is. And the Holy Spirit... He has been given to us. When Jesus left this earth, he made sure that he was going to get, he, that we knew that we were going to be getting another comforter. He said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans, but I give you another comforter, one just like me, one who is divine, one who is God. And, but he's going to be there to help you. Amen. God left us with a helper. He left us with heaven's librarian. Amen. He left us with the Encyclopedia Holy Spirit. Not the Encyclopedia Britannica, but the Encyclopedia Holy Spirit. Amen? He, God gave us His Spirit to help us navigate through life and to access, operate, and function in the supernatural. You know, I, I, I've heard of people who jump out of an airplane for the first time. Sometimes they don't do it solo, but they're attached to another person who has experience. That way they, know, they don't get nervous and they don't forget to pull the cord. <laughs> that wouldn't be good, amen? So the Holy Spirit, he's that person for us. He knows when to pull the cord, and God's given him to us, and he lives on the inside of us, and he's close. So these are two access points to the supernatural. The word and the spirit. Then he says, but there are some of you, verse 64, that believe not. See, faith is the way that you access the word and the spirit. You got to believe what the word says. You got to believe what the Holy Ghost says. Amen? Because they always agree. But there are some of you that do not believe, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and should betray him. Verse 65, And he said, Therefore said I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given to him of my father. Verse 66, From that time many of the disciples went back and walked no more with him. Oh, Jesus, Jesus lost disciples? The Son of God lost disciples? Yeah, you know the truth is a two-edged sword. It can cut you up and it can cut you down. It can cut you to the right. It can cut to the left. Amen. And sometimes the truth cuts and we don't like the cut. And when we don't like the cut, we don't make the cut. Amen. So verse 67, then Jesus said unto the 12, 
Will you also go away? So many people were leaving Jesus that it got down to 12. Think about that. But look at verse 68. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. Jesus has the words to eternal life. Say, Jesus has the words to eternal life. Jesus has the words to your prosperity. Jesus has the words to your health. Jesus has the words to your salvation. Amen? All, they all come to us through the word. Every blessing, every benefit that God gives us comes through Jesus Christ, who is the living word. Amen? And when we don't understand what it's saying, we got the Holy Spirit to help us understand. He brings us into all truth. He teaches us what we don't know. He guides us to the things that have been freely given to us. Do you know that God's freely given you some things? Amen. Jesus has the words to eternal life. Hallelujah. Then he said this in verse 69. And we believe and are sure that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. We got to be bold about what we believe. We got to be, we got to, you know, operating in the supernatural is not guesswork. It's not something you try until you perfect it. It's not like, uh, who was it, Alexander Graham Bell or that invented the light bulb, but he failed a thousand times. And they said, you failed a thousand times? He said, no, I just found a thousand times it didn't work. So operating in the supernatural is not try this or try that. It's operating with assurance. It's operating with certainty because you've got to operate with the word. The word is our certainty. The word is our assurance. Every promise that God said in his word, we can stand on. It'll hold us up no matter what. Every word that God said will not fail. So we can approach operating in the supernatural with assurance and certainty because we're doing it through the word and through the Holy Spirit, which is in agreement with the word. If there's a spirit that's leading you against the word, it's not the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible did say that we're supposed to test the spirits. We're not supposed to just take whatever spirit comes to us and says this, that, or the other. We have to test the spirits because there are evil spirits in the world. There are spirits, there are demons, there are deceptive spirits, there are lying spirits. Spirit, fear is a spirit. Anybody ever been bound by fear at one time or another? Yeah. That spirit got a hold of you until you got free from it. Amen? So we got to test the spirits. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Let's start with verse 1. So there's two points to the supernatural, the word and the spirit. If you're going to operate in the supernatural, you've got to know the word and you've got to know the Holy Spirit. See, if you love Jesus and you listen to Jesus, you can operate in the supernatural. Amen? Because Jesus, the Father, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they're all one. Right? The, the Trinity, three in one. The triune God. Right? They're all working together. They're all speaking the same thing. And 
those are our entrance points of the supernatural. So John 14, 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. That tells me that our, we, have, we have something to do with whether or not our hearts are troubled or not. Jesus didn't say, I'm not going to let your heart be troubled. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You've got to make a decision that if your heart's being troubled, you're going to say no. Amen? You know, you can speak peace to your heart. And God, will give, God gives you a peace that passes understanding. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. Jesus is going to come again. Amen? Amen. And when he comes again, we're going to meet him in the air. Hallelujah. We're going to have an air reunion. So much for air, Jordan. We're going to have air Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. We're going to be lifted off this earth and meet Jesus in the air. Glory to God. I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. You know, God wants us with him. He, he loves people. He loves you. Amen? He loves all of us. And no one knows us better, and he still loves us. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Now, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you go. And how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The word is the way. The word is the way into the things of God. Thomas didn't know the way, but Jesus said, I am the way, so the word is the way. You know, the word's a lamp unto your feet and a light to your path. It shows you the right way to go. It shows you the right way to live, right? Okay? That's what Jesus is saying here. Uh, No man comes to the Father but by me. Verse 7 If you had known me, you should have known my father also, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Boy, that's a bold statement. Jesus is telling his disciples that they've seen the father. Now Philip said unto him, Philip became an evangelist. He said, Lord, show us the father and it suffice and it's enough. He said unto him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He, has, he that has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus was the exact replica, representative of the Father in the flesh. Hallelujah. So if you saw Jesus, you saw the Father. If you heard Jesus speak, you were hearing the Father speak. If you see Jesus heal someone, you were seeing the Father heal someone. Because Jesus and the Father are one. Hallelujah. And then how do you say, show us the Father? Believe not that I am in the Father and the Father in me. You've got to believe it by faith. You've got to believe that Jesus and the Father are one. Amen? Do you believe that? All right. So the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. Notice that's an access point, the words. We got to know the words that he's speaking. Because the words that he's speaking gives us power, gives us ability, gives us life. If you want something from God, you got to go through his word. 
If you want something from God, you've got to go through his word. Faith comes by what? Hearing, hearing what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So what's the only thing that pleases God? So we can only get faith by hearing the word. So if we're not hearing the word, we can't receive what he's given to us. Because the word of God is God's title deed. When we came to this church 21 years ago, this church owed $90,000 of a debt that I didn't. They, they took out a mortgage to pave the parking lot. And so I came to a church that had a debt. We paid that debt off in 11 years. Amen? And what did we do? We had a mortgage-burning ceremony. We burnt that mortgage Amen? And now we have a free and clear title deed to this property. Not we, but the church, you know. And, uh, the, but every property has a deed. Every car has a title. That's proof of ownership. Right? It's proof of existence. When you get a loan on a car, the bank doesn't hold the car. It holds the title of the car. It holds the, the proof of existence to that car. Amen? You can still drive the car, but they're holding the title. They hold the ownership of it. And if you don't make good on your debt, then they get to repossess the car. Because they have the, the title deed. This is our title deed to everything that God wants us to have. So the two access points to the supernatural are the Word and the Spirit. All right? So verse 11 Believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Who does the works? The Holy Spirit. He's the work doer. He's the worker, or we like to say he's the workhorse of God, right? He's the demonstrator. He's the power. He's the power generator. Amen. He's the anointing. Hallelujah. Okay? So... Then Jesus said to them, to his disciples, he said, just the way I access the supernatural is the way you access the supernatural. He said, verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believes on me, how many believe on Jesus? Then you've been given access to the very same supernatural that he has access to. He that believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these, because I go to my Father. The same way that I access the supernatural is the same way that you access the supernatural. Jesus accessed the supernatural through words and the Holy Spirit. And we access the supernatural through words and the Holy Spirit. And we can do the very same works that he did. See, I can do the same works that Jesus did. Say it again. Say, I can do the same works that Jesus did. Yeah, he said believers can lay hands on the sick. And what happens? They shall recover. Did you know that you have healing power in your hands? Well, if you have the healer in you, then you have healing power. Amen? Hallelujah. 
Jesus told his disciples the very same way, the works that I do, you shall do also. The same way I access the supernatural is the same way you access the supernatural. We are joint heirs with Jesus. A joint heir means heirs together that reap the same inheritance. Our inheritance isn't different. Our abilities aren't different. They're the same. Amen? If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, then he will quicken your mortal body. The same spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. Everybody say the same spirit. Not a different one. Same spirit. We have the same word. Amen? Hallelujah. So the word and the spirit help us access the supernatural. And we have to access the supernatural. Why? Think this world that we're living in is designed to crumble. The only, we have to get free from the world system. And the way that we get free from the world system is we walk in the supernatural. Elijah got free from the world system. He called a famine, right? And that famine lasted for three and a half years. Did God take care of his prophet during the famine? Yeah. He gave him a brook to drink water, ravens for food. When the brook dried up, he sent him to a widow. In both cases, though, God commanded the ravens to sustain him. God commanded the widow to sustain him. That was the word of the spirit connection that provided for Elijah in a supernatural time. God can provide for you in a famine. But you've got to be disconnected from the world system. Many years ago, when I was getting back to the Lord... In my later high school years, I backslid for about two years. And I was just hanging out with my high school friends. And I was cooking at a truck stop near my house as a short order cook. And um, this guy would keep coming in to the truck stop, smiling, joyful, and talking about Jesus. And when you're backslidden, that irritates you. Amen? Because you don't want to be, you don't want to be around the light. You know, you're, you're enjoying the darkness. And then someone with light bubbling over comes in and you're like, but you know what? He invited me to a tent meeting and I went to this tent meeting and I rededicated my life. But at this tent meeting, I saw this guy get healed. He had a back brace and after he got prayed for, He did about five laps around that tent. Okay? And I had talked to this man. And about a couple months later, he had took off the back brace and he was running. A couple months later, I saw him and I talked to him and he had his back brace on. And I was asking him what happened. He didn't want to lose his disability check. And then he lost his healing. You know, you can't do the way of the world and get God's benefits. We got to live a different way. But I saw that with my own eyes. I, I, I heard his own testimony. 
I'm not giving you hearsay. He actually told me that. He didn't want to lose his disability check. But we're living in a world that's designed to crumble. This world system's not going to last. It's going to fall. I mean, our money is paper. It used to be backed by gold, but now it's backed by a promise. <laughs> Amen? We need to get back to that promise. In God we trust. Amen? All right, so we've got to disconnect from the world, but the only way to do that is we've got to become accustomed living and walking in the supernatural. When 5,000 people showed up for Jesus and were hungry, was he nervous about feeding them? Why? He walked in the supernatural. He knew that God could take anything that they had and multiply it. And he didn't look, so, he didn't look from heaven. He asked the disciples, you feed them. They were like, huh, what, huh? Us feed them, right? They got a little nervous about that. But Jesus knew what he was going to do the whole time. And then they finally found a little boy with two, two loaves and five fish, right? He had a five-piece fish dinner with some hush puppies from Long John Silver's, right? And Jesus looked up to heaven. He looked to his father, the spirit and the word. He was the word. He was operating in the spirit, looking up to, and he, he multiplied those fish and loaves, and he began feeding people. He walked in the supernatural. When they tried to kill him, he didn't get all nervous and say, let's run. He would just walk through the crowd. They tried several times to kill him. He would just walk through the crowd. Why? He was walking in the supernatural. This is how we need to live right here, right now. This, this is how we need to live today. Amen? The government may be for us or against us, depending on who's being influenced. Amen? So we've got to live supernaturally. Are you ready to live supernaturally? You know, God has ways of getting things to you no matter where you are on the planet. God doesn't have to scramble when you have a need. He doesn't have to call a meeting in heaven and say, Gabriel, Michael, what are we going to do? God knows what he's going to do. Amen? He's just looking for some people with some bold faith that will put their confidence in him no matter what their circumstances say. Hallelujah. All right. Let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I mean, yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Did you know that um, when God delivered Israel from the Egyptians, you're talking about 2 to 3 million people that were Taken, they were slaves for 400 years. And they were mistreated, abused, overworked, underpaid, right? And God brought those 2 to 3 million people out supernaturally with a supernatural deliverance, okay? And God took care of their food. He took care of their water. And the Bible says that while they were in the wilderness for 40 years, their feet didn't even swell. Their clothes didn't wear out. If God, Listen, if you're in a place where you can't get clothes, God will make the clothes you have last. There's no limit to what God can do. 
He's a supernatural God who supplies supernatural supplies in supernatural ways to his people that believe in him. Amen? And we are part of that group. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It says this, but as it is written, God never does anything apart from what's written. Because everything that's written represents God. I has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Say, God's got some things prepared for me. He knew you were going to be on the earth at this time. You being here is not a surprise to God. God was expecting you to be here at this time. God has things prepared for you. He prepared things for you ahead of time. Things for your call. Things you're going to need. Things for your future. God has prepared things for you. He has plans for you to prosper. Plans for you. He gave you a hope, an expected end, and a future. God, God's ready to take care of you. He's ready to meet your need. He's ready to lavish on you good things. Hold your place here. Go to Romans 8 for just one second. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Not in my notes, but the Holy Ghost knows. Look at Romans 8, verse 32. Now, I warn you, this may cause shouting. But if, it, if, you, if you feel the need to shout, shout. Romans 8, 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Freely give us all things. Houses to live in, clothes to wear, food to eat, cars to drive. Amen. Income. Did you know that God can give you income? He gave the Israelites 400 years of back wages in one night. He told, he, told the, he told Moses, tell the people to ask for gold and silver and clothing and jewelries and put them on your kids. And the Bible says that in one night they plundered the Egyptians. Where do you think all the gold came to build the tabernacle? It came from Egypt. Listen, God's payday is not every Friday, but he's never late. Amen? All right, go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Okay, I has not seen, ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared. You're not going to receive what God has pre- prepared for you in a natural way. You're not going to get it through your physical eyes or your physical ears. It comes spiritual. Amen? God's got a network that he operates in. It's called a spiritual network. You don't need a device, you just need a heart that believes God. Amen? If you have a heart that believes God, you are connected to the spiritual network. Hallelujah. And, and, and it's a free network. God doesn't charge you to be on his network. There's no roaming fees. Hallelujah. And there's no drop calls. Glory to God. Okay? So if we don't get them through the natural, how do we get them? Verse 10. 
But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For his spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. We are connected to the Holy Spirit that searches the deep things of God. We are connected to the Holy Spirit that was at creation. We are connected to the Holy Spirit that spanned throughout time and history working in God's people to get the Messiah to the earth. We are connected to that Holy Spirit. He searches the deep things of God. Amen. We are connected to someone who knows God deep. And he's ready to relay the information that he knows to you. How many want to go deeper with God? Get deeper in the Spirit. Amen? So how do these things come to us that God has prepared for us? They're revealed to us by his Spirit. His Spirit brings us into all truth. His Spirit teaches us. His Spirit guides us. His Spirit testifies of Jesus. His Spirit brings things to your remembrance what he spoke to you. You can read John 14, 15, and 16. It tells us all the different aspects of the, it gives us the job description of Holy Spirit. Okay? Verse 11, what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. We are connected to someone who knows God. Intimately, he knows every aspect of God. He knows every secret of God. He knows every uh, good thing of God. Amen? Holy Spirit's full of knowledge. And he's been given to us so that he could share his knowledge with us. Say, Holy Spirit, share your knowledge with me. I'm listening. Hallelujah. Okay? Verse 12. We have not received the spirit of the world. There is a spirit of the world. But we haven't received that spirit. The spirit that we have is different than the spirit that's in the world. Amen? But the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. Hallelujah. God lets us know things free. He doesn't charge us tuition. Hallelujah. You can go to Holy Spirit school tuition free. And you can learn things about God tuition free. Hallelujah. Verse 13. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual He gave us a manual to compare spiritual things with spiritual because Jesus said, my words are spirit. So if you want to compare spiritual with spiritual, how does what you're hearing line up with the word? How does what you believe line up with the word? Is what you believe, is that what what God said? Amen? We got to evaluate our beliefs because we live by our beliefs. And if we're believing something wrong, then we're going to be led astray. So we got to compare spiritual things with spiritual. Amen? This is my spiritual detector. Do, 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 do. It picks out what's spiritual. You know, if you like to drive fast, you can get a radar detector. Right? Those were popular back in the day. I used to have one. And the signal, if it detected a radar, you know, because... They hide with the radar. 
they're sneaky. They hide in the trees and in the bushes, right? I, I got a speeding ticket in multiple states at different times. Now, Dr. Fiona, she's never gotten a speeding ticket. She's blessed. I have to let her anointing get on me. But they would sell these radar detectors, right? And it would, it would, it would pick up a radar signal and it would get a, a, an LED light. And if the signal was stronger, it'd be, it'd be a longer, right? It'd be longer, like, okay, you better slow down now, right? But see, this is, our, this is our spiritual detector. It detects things that are true. Why, why do we need a truth detector? Because there, we live in a world of lies. <laughs> Some of our leaders have a hard time telling the truth. So we need a truth detector. This is, this is how we compare spiritual things with spiritual. You ought to do an evaluation in your life sometime and say, do I really believe what God said? Or did I, am I believing something different? Now, if you discover that you're believing something different than what God said, guess who's got to change? You do. Because the word doesn't need to change. Okay? So we compare... Uh, not in the words of with man's wisdom speech, but with the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14, but the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. You can't live a natural life being natural-minded and hope to operate in the supernatural. You've got to be spiritually minded. Romans 8 says, if you're spiritually minded, it produces life and peace. But if you're carnally minded or naturally minded, it produces death. How many prefer life and peace over death? Let me see. All those who prefer life and peace. All right? That's being spiritually minded. Right? So the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. He cannot operate in the supernatural. Okay? For they are foolishness unto him. You know how many people think preaching is foolish? But God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. God chose the method of someone preaching the gospel as the means of building his kingdom. The simple means of preaching the gospel, preaching the word. That's how, that's how God chose to build his kingdom. Amen? So, he says, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. You've got to be able to know the voice of the Holy Spirit to help you. Amen? Verse 15. But he that is spiritual judges all things. But he himself is judged by no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Say, I have the mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ? It's the Holy Ghost. Because we can have him. Amen? Philippians says, let this mind be in you, which was also in him. The mind of Christ is the Holy Spirit. Why? He searches the deep things of God. He knows everything about God there is to know. Hallelujah. And we have the Holy Spirit. 
We have the mind of Christ. We can think his thoughts. Do you believe you can think God's thoughts? Well, if you have his mind, you can think his thoughts. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm not out of my mind. I'm in his mind. Glory to God. So we've been given access to the supernatural by two doors, the Word and the Spirit. The Word is our foundation and the Holy Spirit is our guide. And when we don't understand the Word, the Holy Spirit will teach us the Word to help us understand it. Because if you can't understand something, you can't operate in it. Say, I can operate in the supernatural. So having access to the supernatural means we have access to God's ability, power, might, understanding, authority, wisdom, and truth that we can utilize his name. Let me say that again. Having access to the supernatural. Everybody say supernatural. Supernatural. That's above natural limits, above natural means. You are superman and superwoman. Why? you got Jesus on the inside. When you go into the phone booth, you don't pull up an S, you pull up a J. Dun, dun, dun. I'm Jesus, man. Did Samson have supernatural strength? Did Elijah have supernatural speed? Did Jesus walk on water? Did Peter walk on water? Yeah. Was Philip translated from one place to another by the Spirit of God? Yes, supernatural travel. Jesus had supernatural dinners. When thousands of people show up, supernatural provision. Amen? Jesus, for three and a half years, once he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, he operated in the supernatural. He had a supernatural birth. He had a supernatural death. He had a supernatural resurrection. Hallelujah. And we are called to have a supernatural life. We are called to have supernatural victory. I mean, Joshua had a supernatural victory. Walls that were as high as they were thick were smashed because they shouted. Jehoshaphat had a supernatural victory because he sent praisers out before the swordsmen and the spears. For for those of you in the military, is that a good military strategy? Hey, we're not going to send in the Marines or the Navy SEALs or or the the Rangers. We're going to send in the praisers. The military praise band is going to go forth. Hallelujah. And, and the enemy got so confused, he didn't know what to, he killed one another. The enemy destroyed himself through the praises of God's people. We have, we have supernatural ways of overcoming enemies. Hallelujah. God, God can provide us with supernatural provision. He can give us supernatural protection. We can have supernatural deliverance. Peter can be put in jail one night and the church has a prayer meeting and God sends an angel from heaven to get him out. Hallelujah. Supernatural deliverance. Glory to God. We have access to this. Glory to God. 
We have the access to the supernatural is access to God's ability. It's access to God's power. It's access to God's might, his understanding, his authority. We have authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power. The The government doesn't have the authority. Nations don't have the authority. We have the authority. We got to start acting like we have the authority. Well, the devil's chasing me. Why? He should be under your feet. He shouldn't even be able to chase you. You should be chasing him. We have supernatural wisdom. We have the spirit of wisdom. God gave us the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. The ability to choose between what's right and wrong. Amen? And we can utilize all this in his name. Go to 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. Hallelujah. Man, I got so many things to say. (laughs) You know, sometimes... See, the thing about the supernatural is it's invisible to the natural eye. But it's not invisible to faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Okay? And the just are called, we're called to live by what? Faith. We're supposed to live by faith, not walk by sight, but walk by faith, right? We're not supposed to be governed by our senses. We've got to be governed by what God's Word says. So sometimes things in the supernatural are hidden and they need to be opened. Our eyes need to be opened to them. And look at Second uh, Kings chapter 6, verse 1. And, uh, no, I'm sorry, let's go to verse 8. 2 Kings 6, 8. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. All right? So the king of Syria is making war with Israel, and he's having a council meeting, And he's saying, okay, this is where we're going to set up camp. This is where we're going to attack. All right? Verse 9. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you pass not such a place, for there the Syrians have come down. (laughs) You know, God is the God who reveals secrets. Amen? The king of Syria was plotting, but the Spirit of God spoke to Elisha, revealing his plot. The enemy will not ever outsmart God. God will always outsmart the enemy. Okay? And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself there not once nor twice. But several times. Therefore, verse 11, the the heart of the king of Syria was troubled, was enraged for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will you not show me which one of us is for the king of Israel? He thought that he had a traitor in his midst. See, this is how dumb the enemy is. This is how smart God is. Amen? 
The enemy doesn't even know what God is doing. But God knows what the enemy is doing. And one of his servants said, none, my Lord. There's no traitors here. O king, but Elisha the prophet that is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedchamber. You talk about operating in the supernatural? How many times did Jesus answer people's thoughts? They, they thought things of Jesus, and he would answer their thoughts. They'd be, ah. I'll never forget when I went to Ramah, and there were times when Brother Hagin would walk down the hallway. Think good thoughts. Think good thoughts. Because <laughs> so, he, he, he sat in the office of a prophet. <laughs> he didn't want to be called out by the prophet. Amen? <laughs> Just make sure I'm pure and holy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Verse 13. He said, go and spy where he is that I may send and bring him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. You know, when you walk in the supernatural, you don't have any fear what the enemy might do. Because the supernatural is superior to the enemy. The enemy can't fight the supernatural. He can't go against the word of the Spirit. Amen? The word is our weapon. And the Holy Spirit is our counselor. He tells us how to use the weapon, where to fire it. Amen? He says, push the button now and watch the enemy implode. Okay? So, verse 14, he sent their horses and chariots and a great host. Everybody say a great host. host. See, when you walk in the supernatural, it doesn't matter who comes against you because you're a majority with God. That was a good place to say amen. Amen. If God be for you, who can be against you? If When God is for you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He didn't say that the enemy won't try to form a weapon against you. He just says it will misfire. I heard a testimony of a pastor in Africa who captured a group of kids and took them into the jungle and the kids were full of the Holy Ghost and full of the Word. And they, they were going to kill the kids. They lined them up to fire. But when they prayed, the guns didn't work. But here's, here's the story. The, 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 the terrorists found where the kids went to school. And they came and they said, what power did you use? Because not, our, not a, one of our guns have worked ever since that day. Not one gun would fire after that moment. They said, we want to know, that said, it's Jesus Christ. They said, we want to know your God. The terrorists got saved. True story. So, he sent a great host against Elisha. <laughs> no matter how many people the devil gets for him, God still has more. Amen? Say, my God's bigger. My God's greater. My God's stronger. My God's smarter than whatever the devil can do. I always win. I always have the victory. He always causes me to triumph. Hallelujah. I triumph. I overcome. Hallelujah. Because I'm with my God. And he's with me. 
Hallelujah. Verse 15. So they, they went and compassed the city. Okay? That's a lot of soldiers to compass a city. And when the servant of the man of God was rosen, risen early, he was just waking up, got his cup of coffee, and he walked outside, and behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots, and his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? See, the servant had no clue of the supernatural. But his master knew what the supernatural was. He walked in the supernatural. Amen? So when you don't know what to do, you're going to say, what, do we, what, what should we do? And look at verse 16. And he answered, Elisha answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than be with them. Elisha had some inside information. He had some inside knowledge. He knew that where he walked, he was covered with angels. He walked in the supernatural. He walked in supernatural protection. He walked in supernatural security. He walked in supernatural authority. He knew this. So verse 17. Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. See, when you walk in the supernatural, you walk in the company of angels. The Bible says that the the angel of the Lord encamps around those, the righteous. Amen. If you're walking in righteousness, you have angels encamped around you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Notice angels and horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. I'm getting close to Elisha. Amen? And when they came down to him, so now that the Syrians are attacking Elisha, they want to capture him because he's telling their secrets. Because he's walking in the supernatural. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. Come on. When you walk in the supernatural, you're bold. You're fearless. You're courageous. Amen. You're outspoken. You're confident. Hallelujah. Am I talking to some people today? That's you. Say, that's me. I'm confident. I'm bold. I have an assurance. I know for certain. Abraham said, I know that my God is able to do what I've asked him to do. Amen. Abraham knew that God was able to perform what he promised. That's why he could boldly say, I'm Abraham. I'm the father of many nations. And for 25 years, he didn't have kids, but he kept saying, I'm the father of many nations. I'm the father of many nations. And boom, he was a father of one who was the father of two, who was the father of 12, right? And it kept growing ever since. Amen? So, Elisha prayed that the Syrian soldiers would be blind. And he smote them with blindness according to what? According to the word of Elijah. 
Listen, if you want to walk in the supernatural, you've got to talk supernatural. You've got to speak the word. Amen? God did it because of the word of Elijah, Elisha. And Elisha said unto them, uh, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. <laughs> they come at him with swords and spears and bows, and he's got supernatural weapons. The weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. I got spiritual weapons that will outmatch any of the weapons of the enemy. Glory to God. There's no weapon the enemy can throw against me that will overcome my weapons. So he leads the Syrians to Israel. The ones that they were attacking. Of course, where are they going to go? They're all blind. They got to follow him. And it came to pass, they were coming to Samaria, and Elisha said, Lord, open their eyes of these men, that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. Those are the people that they were going to attack. And the king of Israel said unto Elisha, when he saw them, my father, shall I smite them? Or shall I smite them? And he answered, no, you shall not smite them. Would you smite those whom you've taken captive with your sword and with your bow? Set bread and water before them that they may eat and drink and and go to their master. You know, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If your enemy's thirsty, give him something to drink. Now notice what happens. All right? Verse 23, and he prepared great provision for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went to their master. So the hands of Syria came no more into the land of Israel. Everybody said they came no more. See, when you operate in the supernatural, you will stop the enemy in his tracks. He will not be able to attack you again. He will not be able to attack your body again because you're walking in the supernatural. That's what Elijah did. He walked in the supernatural. He knew that he had more angels with him than demons with them. He knew that his angels outnumbered, outpowered those soldiers that came against him. He was confident. He was bold. He was fearless. He was courageous. He didn't back down. And he even opened his servant's eyes so that he could see. See, because Elijah saw, Elisha saw it because he was operating by faith. He had the word of God and he, and he had the spirit of God on him. He had the anointing of God. He had the two entrance points to the supernatural. And he walked in those. God wants you to walk in the supernatural every day of your life. The supernatural is not just for Sundays. It's not just for Wednesday night refreshing. But it's for everyday living. Amen? God wants you to have a successful, prosperous, blessed life. He wants you to have a healed body. He wants you to have a good marriage. He wants you to uh, go into your future doing his will. Amen? God wants you in tip-top shape. Amen? And he's made it possible through the supernatural. So if you're not in tip-top shape tonight, you can leave better than you came. Hallelujah. If you need help in your body, I want you to come up here right now in the name of Jesus. You know, if God can make a day and a tree and seasons and the clouds... What can he do for you? He can touch your body. He can make it whole in the name of Jesus.
Hallelujah. All we have to do, listen, it's already been done for us. The purchase has already been made. God doesn't have to repurchase it. All you have to do is receive. Those of you that are up here, I want you to just close your eyes and just say, I'm ready to receive. I'm here to receive.
Hallelujah. Praise Him for the supernatural working God, working of His power in the name of Jesus. He gives us the power and He shows us how to operate it and function. Say, I'm healed. Say, I'm free. Say, I'm full. Say, I'm in right standing with God. I'm called by His name. I'm the apple of His eye. I'm His chosen one. He delivered me from death. He gave my life purpose. I trust in Him. been given to us we don't have to he doesn't look he manufactured the finished product in Jesus amen and Jesus is working in you glory to God and he said I'm going to be faithful to complete this work until I return Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us. But you're with us wherever we go. And Lord, we just exalt the name of Jesus. We're so grateful and thankful for your hand and your power and your word. Thank you for the anointing that destroys yokes and removes burdens. I command every yoke to be destroyed and every burden to be removed off of every individual in this place in the name of Jesus. I command every yoke to be destroyed, every burden to be removed, lifted up right now by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, get ready. You're stepping into the overflow. You're stepping into more than enough. You're stepping into too much. Too much goodness, too much freedom, too much joy, too much peace. Hallelujah. Our God is good all the time. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Well, we're going to be walking in the supernatural. Amen? We're going to go deeper. Glory to God. Have a great night. Be blessed.